name is Sierra and we're officially in episode one of my podcast, The Neurodivergent Alchemist. I can't begin to tell you what kind of journey it has been in just finding space, time, and the commitment within myself to make this happen. And it's interesting because um, I had started this probably three times now prior to this one. Um, This podcast has had many names. And prior to this one, it was called On the Bridge, where I really wanted to present this perspective of me being a therapist and an academic and bridging it with a more mystical, spiritual, and metaphysical lens and kind of me being the person that is sitting in the space between both of those worlds. And that last year was my intention with this podcast. But it's funny, um, that shifted entirely and I wouldn't say that it is not true, but an integration happened that I did not anticipate. And it came through grief, it came through loss, it came through my world being dumped upside down, and now I'm here. And through that whole experience, alchemizing all of that energy and learning more about myself, I understand that maybe it's not necessarily a bridge and it's more a container. And that is what I anticipate and hope for this space to be, is a container for me to explore the different perspectives that I can bring, the different offerings that I have, and share a little bit about myself in hopes that my story resonates with you and your journey so that we can explore our magic together and explore these different concepts that all of us experience in different facets and ways. So I'm hoping that um, this time I'm really working to commit and make this one stick. So here we go. How many times have you walked away from something because it wasn't perfect when you were starting it? Or the fear of not getting it right crippled you and made you feel like you couldn't start at all? And it's funny because, you know, starting any adventure, I always have to go and buy the thing for that creative project, whether that be a new journal, I need a new pen, I need a perfect canvas, I need the perfect microphone for a podcast, I need this, I need that. And it's it's so funny how at times these parts within us that like to manage and dictate our creative power, they'll really take over. And all of a sudden they're providing rules, they're providing expectations. And honestly, what they're doing is snuffing all the creative force out of it because it's like, okay, If you're going to set all these limitations up for me, um, I feel like I'm going to fail. Or I feel like maybe I don't want to do that anymore because there's just so much pressure involved. Which can seem so silly to think that gathering the supplies or crafting the plan could be inhibiting us from actually exhibiting and showcasing our art. But many times people get stuck in that planning phase feeling like that is where... I need to get it perfect. I need to have everything be known before I begin or else I will fail. And for me, 
Getting my work out here, getting my words out here has been something that I felt for so long that I had to be perfect before I could do anything like this, before I could even be on social media, before I could even make a TikTok, before I could write a book, I had to know everything. I had to be perfect. And I sit with people every day, day in and day out, and I tell them that they are brilliant just as they are, and they are the experts in their world and in their knowing. And here I was, not allowing me to be the expert in my world or in my knowing. And I mean, I do think I know some things. (laughs) So it's just really been an interesting journey for me. Very many thanks to my therapist for this, but identifying the warring parts And I don't want to say warring because they didn't even know about each other. And that's the interesting part of parts work. When we look at these inner, I like to call them soul fragments that have stayed within us that are guiding our behavior or dictating the show, managing everything with the common goal of keeping us safe. And I have had a part within me that has worked so hard to manage and keep herself safe. But by doing so, I didn't realize that she was stifling my creative part, my creative child inside of me, my creative teenager, my artsy adult self that I never get to step into. She wanted them to have something perfect to share with the world. And I just didn't. I don't. I never will. And the more and more I thought about this, the more I kept thinking to myself, well, when am I going to do something? When, when is something going to be able to be time to be birthed from me that I feel that I can be proud of? And a lot of different factors have interconnected into coming together for me to really hone in what's been happening within myself. One being uh, the loss of my grandmother's conscience as she has slipped away from us into dementia in this past year and seeing a woman that I have admired so much throughout my life and has brought me so much emotional love and joy and support, watching her slip away and being able to identify the pieces in her that are left that seem angry, the parts in her that seem like they've never gotten to see their light of day and now they're out and they're mad and they're angry and when I'm in her energy I can feel just the sense within myself that she didn't get to do everything that she wanted to do and the more I've sat with that over this year the more I have dug into that deeper legacy wounding that I feel like a lot of women in my family and my ancestry line probably did not get to do what they wanted to do and they didn't get to create, and they didn't get to be the artists that they were. And there's so many women in my family that have had these amazing creative and magical talents that never really got to be showcased or really got to be explored. And I don't think that all art needs to be monetized because it's not for that. You know, lovely capitalism has made it that way, but who would we be without capitalism? We would be artists. We would be musicians. We would be exploring something that allowed us to feel that creative force of passion inside ourselves. So seeing what's left of my grandmother 
and to see that there's been pieces of her that have never been able to be lifted into this world to be seen has kind of left me with this real, maybe it's a dark place of, of understanding just how short life is, whether we believe in reincarnation or if there's more after this world. What we do know is while in this world, we only have a certain amount of time. And I could wait and wait and wait to continue to finally feel like I'm the expert and the all-knowing in the fields or the creative passions that I'm pursuing, but I'm never going to get there. But I do have a call within me to offer things out now. And I've finally reached an agreement with that part inside of me that demands perfectionism and shown her that that weight is not something that she needs to carry anymore. So she's sitting here nervous with me, but my creative parts are so excited to get to paint and color and speak and share and that I'm feeling really integrated and proud about. So it's it's funny that this podcast just being a medium for me to be able to explore my own developments and my own explorations, my experiences, my perspectives as a therapist, as a teacher, as an academic, but then also as an intuitive and as someone that has really awoken to some gifts and some magical experiences over these past few years. And I'm a mother and I'm a creative and I'm writing a book and I'm doing all these things right now that someone may look into my life and be like, when do you sleep? And quite honestly, the answer is I don't a lot of the time, but I'm excited. And that is all that matters because right now I'm really, really working to reframe what brings me joy in my life. And I hope that by sharing what I'm doing and sharing little pieces about my psyche and what I'm witnessing within the collective of my clients and the world, that you resonate with that and that you can find something within yourself that wants to change, that wants to alchemize, that wants to connect with something more than maybe what this part within you has been dictating and telling you that you have to do or what you should be doing. And this form of self-connection, self-healing is what's going to liberate all of us because we keep waiting for someone on the outside to tell us what to do when we already have somebody on the inside telling us what to do. So it's, it's really something that when we can tap in and realize that we have more conscious control of our feelings, thoughts, behaviors, and experiences internally, and how we can shift how we have perceived these past experiences, however hurtful they may be, and how then we internalize and look at them now and integrate that pain into a form of healing that we can create anything with. And that's just where I'm at right now. So it's been interesting because in addition to my grandmother and the grief that I've been experiencing with slowly losing her, I also hit a wall with this when now I'm in the process of completing my PhD and I'm in the dissertation phase. And it's been really interesting seeing that my motivation to even get a PhD was more coming from little Miss Perfectionist's house inside of myself. And that motivational point being something that achieving that would reach a goal that she would finally feel like something clicked inside herself. And the more and more that I have dug through why I'm hitting a wall now with wanting to complete that part of my journey, 
I'm realizing that that motivation isn't there and something has shifted and we can't fuel from a place that no longer exists within us. So here I am trying to complete something that was started with a different type of gas, a gas that I no longer have and a gas that the engine no longer converts. So that's another piece that I've been exploring is how do I complete something that maybe I started for the wrong reasons? Or maybe I started for things that I was not conscious to at the time. And I'm really working right now to unravel that and turn that more into something for me. But then honestly sitting with myself and deciding, is it truly for me? Is it truly something I need to do? Because I do know that I do not need to do this. But is it something I want to do, I should say. So when you look at your life, are there things right now that are on your plate because you started them during a time where you felt like you needed to complete that or you needed to achieve that because it was going to prove something for you or to someone else that now you're hitting a wall and it no longer works because that fuel is no longer what drives that force? Is there something within you that you truly want to sit down and let go of because it's no longer resonating with your soul? It's no longer bringing you that drive and that passion that you once felt? Is it something that has so overtaken your life that you have not been allowing yourself to feel pleasure or to feel any type of other creative outlet or joy because this thing has been sitting in the way and then the weight of that obligation or that guilt that you have not yet completed this is just blocking out the sun and you can no longer feel that light. I've been there. I've been there for the past few years. And honestly, <clears throat> since COVID started, it was an interesting time for me because I got into private practice. I immediately ended up in the hospital um, and got diagnosed with type 1 diabetes because I got very sick in January of 2020 and a virus attacked my body and I had an autoimmune response that triggered this diabetes that I will now live with for the rest of my life. It is uncurable. And during that time, it was a big mess for me. It was, it was, it was a lot because that was in direct conflict now. Not only is a world crisis going on, but I am now being told I have to take shots for the rest of my life. And I, I distinctly remember the moment where I was like, no, I'm not. No, I'm, I'm not doing that. I'm going to die. I'm just choosing to die at this moment. I was at the pharmacy. Um, I think they were telling me how much insulin was. That's a whole other topic. Um, and my sister was standing there. And she's just like, Sierra. And she like shook my arm. She's talking for me to the pharmacist. And I just remember thinking like, okay, we're just going to die. Like we're just going to stop and not do this. And it's so amazing to see when those parts within you just react. When those parts are within you just come in and they shut it all down and they're rational and they seem very logical. They are coming from a place of their only goal is to shut down this pain right now. We're going to turn it all off. So at that level of response within us, shutting down something 
is in terms of my life, like thinking like, yep, this is the most rational response. We're just going to not do this and, and we'll die and that'll be fine. And in that moment, thinking that that's exactly what we need to do, because that is what that part within me is feeling is what's going to keep me the most safe. Think about that. That part within me thought to keep me the most safe from this new stress is to just die. And that, I think, is such a heavy thing to sit with, that we have pieces in our subconscious that truly, truly, truly are rooted in this place that they will at all costs protect us to the point of trying to logically convince us that it's okay that it's over. And I know I just went on a tangent from how did I connect from completing projects to telling you about my chronic illness, but... During that time, too, was when I went into my dissertation phase for my PhD. So it was like everything at once hit me, and I just shut it all down. And I took some time, and then the world shut down, and we took a lot of time. And we were all in that together, and it was like this really, really hard and uncomfortable purgatory. But you know what kept me afloat? During that time... I was in private practice. I was providing therapy. I um, never stopped throughout COVID. And I haven't stopped to this day. And it was seeing everyone else's resiliency despite everything shutting down and every desire within us to shut down still continue. Finding new motivations. And honestly, it was so amazing to see that a lot of those motivations through that time were art. How many people learned how to make bread? How many people really got into knitting, crocheting, any type of craft? We went back to art. We all did in some capacity. And through that time, I feel like it was the most transformational moment that I've seen in terms of mental health work watching people make not always comfortable but really tremendous shifts in their life despite experiencing immense atrocity and loss and grief like we've never collectively experienced it. It was such a unique moment in time that I think really just recentered a lot of us, all of us in some way of what is the priorities now, like how do we conduct life? And now we're all back to what we're being told is normal, but we all know it's not. And something has absolutely shifted within humanity and the collective. So going back to these shoulds and needs tos and these projects that started in one place but are finishing in an entirely different place, my PhD no longer holds that same weight that it did before. That same... I need to prove something as it did before. It's just not there. And I need new gas. I need a new engine. I need new motivation. And I'm still deciding what that's going to be. But, you know, through that process, I've learned that the more I dive into allowing myself to be creative, allowing myself to be expressive, I am finding a way to feel into the fact that that academic portion of me can be 
another creative expression. It doesn't have to be this rigid system, structural confine in which I am following the rules and residing inside because I'm an Aquarius and we don't like boxes. (laughs) I don't want to be in a box. So there's been a big piece of my transformation, my transformation now in unboxing things and taking a look inside and seeing what's been hidden away. And while I'm doing that on the outside with different projects and things in my life, I've been doing a lot of unboxing on the inside, a lot of inner part searching and finding different versions of me at different ages, stuck in different times, experiencing different things, experience stuck some stuck in the same traumas reliving that every single day and I've been unboxing those spaces and integrating them and through that I have found that my intuition is opening I've been allowing more magical experiences to come into my life I have been allowing myself to be more whimsical and my almost like my childhood version of self where I was the kid that would go back in the backyard and make the creative potions and talk to the trees and the animals and honestly the people around me that maybe weren't there were they there we don't know but I'm coming back to that and it's exciting and it's something that I think a lot of us are or a lot of us can feel that push to step into being the authentic healers that we all are and that authentic healing work is going to look different for all of us authentic self-healing and authentic collective healing And this piece of just having a vocal medium along with writing a book and along with continuing my therapy practice is what I am currently sitting in to do that work. And I'm excited about it. But for you, I want to ask you, what do you continue to walk away from? What is something that emotionally you continue to abandon and run away from? that you find yourself lying to yourself, you find yourself convincing and offering so much explanation and rationale as to why those things aren't important. If you could really sit and dive into that emotional well within yourself, what parts of you are calling? Who's living in there? Who's asking for some light to be seen? And what I am asking of you is to join me on this journey to no longer abandon these parts, but to find the space to lay down the swords that we've been holding against them and finding that inner passion again inside ourselves. We don't need to run. We we need to sit. We need to integrate. We need to find all the pieces within that have an idea or have a plan that may counter what we thought we were going to do or what we were going to be like because they deserve to have a voice because I guarantee you throughout time maybe they've had that voice taken maybe they haven't had the space to let that voice be free and maybe they need that now so with this journey I'm going to continue to share my voice and I'm hoping that my voice enacts a space, a time, a container for you to dive in and listen within yourself to see who is calling, who wants to create, who wants to dance, who wants to be free, who wants to write, who wants to sing, who wants to paint, all of it. Because that's, what, that's what's going to heal the world. 
our authentic healing arts, our authentic healing power. It's here, it's ready to be opened again, and, and I just want to be here as an example of how that can be conducted, and to be here as a coach and a guide, as a healer, as someone that someone can look to to see it be done, because I have had spaces in my life where I was done, and I, I was going to forfeit all of those things, because something in me felt that I didn't need it, that it was going to keep me the most safe to not have to do those things. And that's, that's such a, a, a place within us that is trying so hard to protect us from any pain or having to, to live through anything uncomfortable, but it's not worth it. And those parts of ourselves need spoken to sometimes to be told that maybe they don't, they don't know the new versions of us. Maybe they don't know the power that we possess or the abilities that we have because they haven't allowed us to try. And that's all I'm asking is for you to take a little space to try and let this be the magical container in which you can alchemize your story, your experiences, your pain, and bring it forth in your life to make something magical. I love you all. And I'm so thankful for you all to be on this journey with me. And welcome to the Neurodivergent Alchemist. Bye.